0: Uh, Well, I know this is a very unique service, but we are excited to share with you uh, some of the things we're able to do on that missions trip. We were able to take uh, 29 of our church people uh, down to Honduras for eight days. Uh, We took uh, 17 teenagers went, and then 12 adults, and God used us in a tremendous way. Uh, Many people have been asking me, Brother TJ, when are you going to talk about Honduras? Well, we're going to talk about it right now. Uh, Brother Chris Lee uh, was with us, and he had his, uh, his... Camera, and so he was able to take videos and pictures throughout the week. And this week, uh, Brother Cameron, one of our men, uh, went through and edited all the videos and and put it all together. We have about a ten-minute video uh, we'd like to show you. Uh, Basically, it'll walk you through every single day. Uh, Some of the things you'll see on this uh, on the video, you're going to see us preaching in churches. Sometimes they don't look like a church. They have church under a tree outside. Uh, Pastor preached in the rain the one morning. You'll see that in the video. Uh so we, we were at churches you'll see different groups of children as we led uh children's programs our teenagers would lead those uh you're going to see us feeding people uh in different clips uh you'll see us personally soul winning you'll see us starting churches a lot of different things you're going to see in the video uh and so hopefully you'll enjoy this after we show the video uh some of the teens and adults are just going to come up they'll take 30 seconds to a minute and just share uh, what god did in their heart and their life on that trip and how god was able to use them and so you'll get to hear those testimonies now they did give them at 8 30 okay so hopefully they'll be less nervous this time around some of them were were shaking a little bit uh but we had a great time this morning uh we're gonna play that video and so fellas if you would let's watch that video Uh, at this time, we're going to have the teenagers and adults. If you'd like to come up and line up over here, uh, we'll get to hear some of their testimonies in just a second. So teens and adults, if you would, make your way up. Uh, while they're coming up, and, of course, you saw uh, the videos and the pictures, Just wanted to uh, I was trying to write down there were so many good things happening. I was losing track of all the good things happening on the trip. So I started trying to write them down and, and keep uh, a tab of what was going on. And uh, some things I wrote down, we were able to lead 180 people Uh, who trusted Christ in just personal soul winning. That was us going door to door. Uh, If you notice the schools, how many saw the schools? Every single school, we were allowed to give the gospel to every single child in the school. Uh, You saw our teenagers with those booklets. Those uh, basically were picture booklets in Spanish that the teens for six weeks had practiced so they could tell the the gospel story uh, in Spanish. And so they were able to uh, give every child in every one of those schools uh, clear gospel presentation uh, We were able to preach the gospel to over 2,000 plus people, of course we don't I would have lost count uh, You saw the villages, you saw the churches, the different groups uh, we, we roughly said 2,000, probably was more than that uh, We were able to be in six different Schools, we started two brand new Churches, uh, you got to see a little Bit of that in the footage, uh, we were able to uh, Feed in feeding centers uh, We gave away food bags in multiple Villages, you saw those, those were those bags uh, Each bag had uh some pasta noodles had rice uh had some red beans uh and a few other things i I can't remember exactly but you saw those bags there Uh, We're able to give away uh clothes uh to needy families in multiple villages every single teenager saw someone personally trust jesus christ as their savior every single teenager actually was able to lead someone to christ in spanish which was incredible um Uh, Our teenagers were able to lead children's programs in about seven different churches and seven of our teens that went were able to see their first person come to faith in Christ on that trip. And so that was pretty incredible. Uh, There was just so many amazing moments. The video doesn't do it justice. I can't do it justice, Uh, but we're going to listen to them before we hear from them. Two of our young men, Max and Andrew, uh, who just graduated from our high school, graduated out of our youth group, Uh, they went on the trip and then had to fly right back to Korea. And so they sent us videos uh, of their testimony via via video. And so we'll get to watch their videos first, and then we'll get to hear from – by the way, we have to keep it, okay, no longer than a minute. Everyone nod your head if you heard me. Okay, look at this. Yes, all right, or else we'll be here all day. It is such great stuff, but we do have to kind of uh, keep keep it moving there. Uh, but let's watch these two guys, and then we'll get to hear from Taryn.
1: Hi, my name is Andrew Park. I first wanted to thank Pastor and all the staff who planned this trip. This endurance trip was something that I have never experienced before. Not only was the first time mission trip I've ever went, but also this trip helped me to grow spiritually. During this trip, we went to lots of tiny villages and schools, and I saw how one of the poorest people in the world live. They do not have air conditioner, houses don't have a proper bathtub, and there's field, but the kids don't actually have a soccer ball to play with. The village was located so high up at the mountain that there's just only trees surrounding the villages Um, yet they were happy to serve Jesus they were happy that we were there they're happy to see the visitors Um, as I think of that I realize how many times I have complained in the environment I live in it's so much better than Honduras but I've complained so much about it and I know I shouldn't take for granted of what I have but I was getting so used to this blessing God has provided. From now on, I can think of the experience I had in Honduras whenever I am not thankful of every day. I am very thankful that God allowed me as well as the group for this opportunity and to finish the trip safely. Thank you. It was such a wonderful opportunity for me to go to the mission field and experience what missionary does in that country because my dream is to become a medical doctor one day and help many people in the mission field. And my favorite moment in Honduras was to go to Seoul with many people because many people are in the Catholic church, so they know about God, but they don't know what Jesus did for their sins and how do they get saved. So. They were pretty pretty open for us to share the gospel with them. And it was just a very exciting f- moment for me to share the gospel and see many people get saved. Thank you.
2: Hello, my name is Taryn, and I would like to start by saying, um, thank you for your support, your giving, whether it was financially or just praying for us and for this trip. This was my first missionary trip, and, well, we went to Honduras, but it was amazing. Um, I got to meet so many new people. My, one of my favorite parts was um, going to all the different villages, meeting the kids, and seeing how excited they were that we were trying to speak their language, and um, they were so happy with us when we were talking to them about Jesus and just knowing God's presence is in that place with them, and... He's with them always, and um, yeah, it was it was an amazing experience, and yeah, thank you.
3: Um, hi, my name is Summer, and what I really enjoyed on the Honduras trip was seeing all the little children's faces when we met with them. Um, They didn't really have the best houses, but they were so happy about the way they lived. And it just really opened my heart. And I thought, wow, I, like, I complained that I have a bad house. But I see these people and see how happy they are to live the way they do. And God just used me, like, (laughs) better than I thought he would. And I got to meet so many people there. And... That was the first time i went on a missions trip and the first time i saved people to jesus and it just opened my heart and i hope god can use me the same way he did again thank you
4: Uh, hello this is alex lee so uh, throughout this trip i have learned i've had such an amazing experience but the most memorable part of it was when I met my friend at the shopping, shopping center. So like you, have, you guys have seen in the video, we were playing at the park and I have made several friends. But the next day when we went to the shopping center, I've seen him again selling candies in the store. I, I, I was going to ask him, how did you get here? But the only part he could understand was hola and moolah, which is money. <laughs> so, and... What I realized was he was so happy about me buying that candy, which was like less than $2. And when I, was, when I saw that, I was like, I'm living in such a blessed ex- uh, environment, and I'm just, I'm just so blessed with all of you guys and my family and Pastor and Ms. Vicky. And I just, that's what I experienced from the trip. Thank you.
5: Hello, my name is Mia, and this was my first time to go to a mission trip, and it was a great time. Uh, we went to school and shared Bible stories to children in Spanish and sang song together. And two days before I came back to America, I got a chance to share gospel uh, to a lady at the park, and it was my first time to do soul winning, and I was so nervous and worried. <laughs> but by practice with Miss Evelina, I was able to let her to the Lord. And during those eight days, I was able to see how God used all of us to share his gospel. And I'm so excited to go again. Thank you.
3: my name is Dora. um this is my first time like going on a missions and being in the missions field and um it was also my first time witnessing to people um and being on the mission it really opened my eyes to how many missionaries like we do need out in the world and how many people don't have christ and don't get a chance to hear about christ um often and it just really opened my eyes to like how grateful um and how blessed we are to be living here and um it was it was amazing um it just it was just incredible, and um, my favorite part about the trip was probably seeing how excited the little kids were to have someone there and to have someone really just kind of preach the gospel to them and just um, witness to people and how excited they were um, to just have something because we brought like soccer balls and how excited they were for that, and it was just it was amazing. Thank you.
6: Um, Hi, my name is Haley, and this was my first missions trip that I've ever been on. And um, probably one of my favorite parts was we were able to go to a whole bunch of villages, and we were just able to, like, talk to a whole bunch of kids and tell them about Jesus. And it was just so amazing to see how open and willing they were, and they were so excited to hear about Jesus and stuff. And um, it helped me realize that in a lot of the villages there, there were, like, in the middle of nowhere and, like, really high up in the mountains and stuff. And it helped me realize that there are, like, places like that all over the world who've never heard about Jesus and don't even know who he is. And Missionary Nelms, uh, he told us one day that there's, um like, a big portion of the world who's never heard about Jesus and stuff. And it helped me realize that there's a huge need for missionaries to, like, go to places like that so those people can have a chance to go to heaven and to learn and hear about him too. And, um... I realized also that uh, I don't want my, like, teenage years to be the high point in my, like, soul-winning career, and that I want to, like, continue to do that for the rest of my life so that God can use me again, and it was just, like, so amazing and stuff. Yeah. Hi, my name is Abby
7: Holman. I just wanted to thank my parents, pastor, and a very generous person who donated, donated so that I'd be able to go on this trip. I was, um... This trip was absolutely life-changing, life-changing. A few things that I realized was that people in Honduras are very open to the gospel. In America, when you try to spread the gospel, a lot of people just slam the door in your face. But in Honduras, they hang on your every last word. Um, it was just amazing to see how many people really did want Jesus. And it may get a little discouraging here in America, but... If you go to places where they don't know the gospel, they will accept it very easily. Um, I remember when we were handing out food bags. Another thing is everyone's really grateful. I know other people have already said that. But um, when we were handing out food bags, I was going to give a certain man a food bag, and I realized that he was blind. So I grabbed his hand and I placed it on the food bag, and he was so happy and thankful I saw a tear jerk from his eyes. um, I made many decisions on this trip. But I'm just going to mention the main ones, just to be thankful and grateful for everything that I have, no matter what it is. And to um, never let my teenage years be the high point in my soulening, but to continue on for the rest of my life.
8: Um, hello, my name is Evan Pong. Uh, this is my first missions trip, as a lot of the people here. Um, I think one of, the favorite thi- one of my favorite things in Honduras was the way that God used all of us. He personally used me to help lead nine people to him. Um, another one of my favorite things is how we handed out food bags to the children. When we did, they had smiles on their faces, and that made me feel amazing. Thank you.
9: Hello, my name is
10: Keaton. And this is uh, one of the greatest trips I've ever been on. I saw a lot of people accept Jesus, and that really, really touched my heart to uh, be a better soul-owner and uh, tell more people about Christ. Um, one of the things I noticed about John Nelms is how much he does in Honduras and all over the world, and it really inspired me to be a better soul-owner and to take advan- not take advantage of what I have here, because what they have in Honduras is very little, and how joyful they are, even though they don't have that much. Um, so, yeah, thank you.
5: Hi, my name is Andrew, and seeing all the poor pe- poor villages made me wonder. We give them the gospel, then they will be rich in heaven, So, which influenced me to share the gospel more so that people can go to heaven.
2: Hi, my name is Jeff. It was the first mission trip for me. We tell them gospel and sing a song in their word. I realize there is many people didn't heard about gospel and want gospel. So, so I want to tell more people about gospel. Thank you for supporting us to go to Honduras.
4: Uh, Good afternoon Uh, My name is Andrew Park I'm the international student from Korea Uh, When I first heard about the opportunity to go on this Honduras trip uh, I didn't know what to expect When I went to the first village uh, I thought I cannot do anything But after the first village uh, God changed my mind and I lead the Spanish songs, and I talked with Spanish people. But the best thing was I led my first soul to Jesus. Uh, thank you for helping me to go to this trip. Thank you.
5: Hi, my name is Jake, and this was my first mission trip. And I let 10 people in there. And I'm so thankful for everybody that is supporting us to go to Honduras trip. And oh, part of the seven, seventy percent was the last day, and thirty percent we went to two school in third day or fourth day. And I I just thought, oh, I think three is enough. And I think God touched me a lot to do a lot of stuff in last day. So. I finally led twelve people so far this year to Christ,
8: and that was my best thing. Well, uh, I was so thankful for Pastor allowing Beck and I to go on this trip, and uh, my first time on a missions trip as well. As so many of these young people, Um, but really, just a it was a life changing experience. Um, I was thinking, you know, from even for me when we were in these different villages. And I'm thinking to myself, uh, this is out of my comfort zone. And then thinking, if, man, if I'm feeling out of my comfort zone, probably these teens are. But just really seeing them and the, the change that happened uh, from, the, you know, the first village that we went to. We're not really sure what are we supposed to do here? What, what, you know, what's our best uh, way to get to know these people? Um, and then I remember the last day we're out of school, and it was like, boom. Uh, you know, everyone is gathering the people in different groups. You know, you've got these uh, girls that are teaching them a Bible story. Then I look over and think, oh, I need to tell them what to do. You know, they're probably almost done teaching them a Bible story. And they're over there, I mean, they're leading on songs. Like, well, they're, they're good to go, okay? Uh, they've got this under control. Then they're, you know, they're playing games with them. And really just what a joy it was to see... Uh, the young people from our church. That was a challenge to me. Uh, Coming into a situation that was totally different uh, than anything that I'd been in before and, and, and th- them as well, but just allowing God to use them. And that was a challenge in my heart as, in the, as well, in the hearts of the others as well. Uh, I enjoyed my, every minute that I was in Honduras, being able to interact with different people, uh, being able to teach and to witness to people, and I'm so thankful for the many church people that allowed that to happen.
10: Hello, my name is Andrew Hart. This was also my first opportunity to go on a missions trip, and uh, it was a great experience. For me, the best part of the trip was definitely the emphasis that our group had on personal soul winning. Uh, I know that a lot of churches out there and a lot of groups that go on missions trips, they, like, they'll like they build orphanages or feed children and like other various humanitarian efforts, and that's awesome, and we got to do some of that. But much more importantly than, than those things is, you know, getting to lead people to the Lord. Because at the end of the day, or really at the end of our lives, that's all that matters. And I love the emphasis that Brother TJ put on personal soul winning. And I think that seven of our people, or teenagers and middle schoolers, got to lead their very first soul to Christ. And so just getting to see them, you know, sold out, on fire, excited about soul winning, really convicted me as an adult that... And what's my excuse to not be a better soul winner? So thank you.
11: Hi everyone uh first of all i just want to say thank you so much to grandview pastor everybody for um helping the teens out if you're not aware the church was able to help the kids by giving them a discount so they could go on the trip in the first place and that's thanks to all of you guys and your generous giving so thank you so much for doing that i think my favorite part about the trip was just seeing how there's so many christians all over honduras and you would just drive to the most remote village and then all of a sudden there'd be a group of 30 or 40 people worshiping god in the mountains, and it it was just incredible to see that, and also just to see how much can be accomplished through one missionary. I mean, so many of the, all, I think all of the ones that we went to, were ministries that uh, Brother Nelms was responsible for starting, and just incredible to see how much work can be done with just you know one man and or one organization. And then also, um, that was an encouragement to me because I think sometimes in the states we feel like maybe we aren't reaching as many people in the world as as some people. But, you know, don't feel bad about that at all because, you know, the money that we are able to give and the support and the prayers um, allow people to do things like that. And so each of us has a part in that as well. So thank you so much for your support.
12: Hello. So along those lines, um, I just want to thank Pastor and um, TJ and Abelina, especially for helping the kids get ready for this trip. It was just amazing to see the kids um, learn the Spanish and sing the songs with the kids. Um, just It was really neat to spend all the time in the band, driving to the different villages. I think there were 12 different places I counted that we went to. And um, what I got out of it is just the support, that, how important it is for us to give to missions, um, seeing the roads that they have to travel on by foot, I think we picked up a pastor that normally walks to one of the villages. Um, f- I don't know how many miles it is, but they need vehicles to get to those villages. So my heart is to help those pastors get to those villages, um, even if it's just a motorcycle getting there and their families. Um, let's see what else. Uh, the favorite, My favorite village, I think, was the last three, the, the day we went took took uh, two vans, and we crossed four rivers to get to these three different villages. And it was just amazing i mean you think the beautiful country there's there's nobody out there but you drive for miles and then you stop and you see all these people um come out of the villages knowing that we're going to be there Uh, and the kids start singing the songs and you can see high up on the mountain they hear us singing and they come running down to get there um their craving for fellowship there is just amazing i don't think they went to those villages with covid for a couple years so they just loved to see the kids and the people there it was just amazing Thank you.
13: So I bought this hat at the Tolapan Village, which was the last indigenous people of Honduras to be uh, affected by the gospel, to be shared with. And I bought it because it reminds me that there are still places on this earth that have never heard the gospel at all. And even though You know, a lot of these people hadn't heard the gospel. It's still there in the area and, you know, and they're starting churches. Um, I got to go. I was invited actually by Brother Nelms to come along with this trip uh, to check his ministry out a little bit because I'm going to be doing some stuff with him. But um, I was just blown away with how effective his ministry is and for how little money it costs. I mean, he's got these pastors that are indigenous pastors and they are literally starting three, four churches and they're out every day and they're and I mean we pay these guys a couple hundred bucks a month as opposed to a missionary that's five to ten thousand dollars a month going to a country learning the language for ten years and doing so it was just amazing and we got to be a part of that. We went to churches and um as Justin said he was door knocking and um it it was it was life changing for a lot of these kids. And, and that's one of the things I want to encourage you. If you ever have an opportunity or your kids have an opportunity to go, it impacts them more than it impacts the people they go to help. I mean, this is life changing for them. Um, so I encourage everyone to do that. And I want to thank, again, this church. I don't know if you realize, but a, a majority, or well, a large chunk of those kids are international exchange students. I mean, that's our mission field. A lot of those kids never heard the gospel before they came here. And here they are going on a trip and sharing the gospel. I mean, that's what Christianity is about. And as a church, we're doing that. I just I applaud Pastor for his vision and for just for doing that. Um, and I want to thank Abelina, too. She was amazing. So she was well worth whatever we spent to get her there and, and help her because she just made that whole program work, being able to speak Spanish and, and jump in there and teach the kids and sing the songs. But anyways, thanks again for all your support. I, um,
9: I was there as a chaperone for the Korean students that were there. It was a blessing to see them grow from the beginning of the trip where everyone was a little intimidated because of the language barrier. And, but as I f- was filming, I noticed um, kids were getting more confident. I could see a different spark in their eyes as the trip pro- progressed. And um, thank Brother TJ and Brother uh, Derek to for pushing them and just was a blessing to see them grow in faith. Not just a testament to witness you know, our our people change their their lives, but it was I could see God working in our lives and us changing our faith as well. Um, thank the Lord for a safe trip, and I would like the opportunity to go to this go to another mission trip again.
14: All right, I'm really going to try this time. So at 8.30, it took like 15, 20 minutes. I don't know. So use live stream. It was good. Look at it. Uh, I'll try to be quicker this time. Uh, I'm Abelina. This is my ninth uh, missions trip. And um, the Lord blessed. I mean, he really did. It was at the very beginning. It was... um, Like, it was the Abilena show with my backup singers. And it was so fun to see them finally get to put into practice what we've been trying so hard to learn. And you definitely know that the Holy Spirit was working, and it's only God that can do this. Why? Because some of those readings of the booklets that we had translated and we had practiced, I'm like, I don't know what you just said. I I speak both languages, and I don't think that was either one. So, you know, and people still got saved. Um, one of the one of the things um, that brother TJ and I were talking about towards the end was like, okay, we know how to make this better next time. You know, things we would change, things we would do, things opportunities that we could take, and just you know tweak a little bit. And it was one of the things he said that really struck me. He's like, "It's a Grandview thing," and I said, "You know what?" You're right. It's a grand view thing. Uh, I have a small business in Washington, just outside of Seattle. And so that's where I am during the week. Um, and sometimes I'm rushing madly at, you know, four in the morning to get here for the 830 service on the Sunday. Because this is where I get to fill my cup. We get to fill our cup here so that we can go out into the world and spread God's love. And this last week, two weeks ago in Honduras, that's what I was watching. And like Brother Chris had said, you see this transformation. You see this scared and timid and I don't think I can do this. And a lot of, Miss Abelina, how do you say this? Miss Abelina, how do you say that? Uh, What does this mean? And I'm like, okay, it's this, it's this, it's this. And, I'm like, and it's so funny because they're asking me, how do you say this? And it's like questions, open-ended questions. And I'm like, they're going to answer, and you're not going to know what they said. So um, uh, thank you for the timer up there, guys. <laughs> and also, Colby said he'd mute my mic, but I just spent eight days projecting in the mountains. I think I can do without the mic. So, I. Um, <laughs> so one of one of the things um, when we first started and, and Brother TJ first said, "Hey, we're we're going to Honduras. You think you can help us?" And I said, "Of course, definitely." And so we had gotten the book translated and we started working on it. And um, Pastor came and said, "You know." Um, well, actually, Brother TJ said, so do you, are you going to go? Do you think you can go? And I said, no, actually, I have another missions trip in October, and that's where my funds are going. He's like, you can't get the time off? And I said, I'm the boss. I can get the time off. <laughs> so all that said, one of the things that touched my heart was when Pastor was asking me about going and that he would fund my plane ticket. I just had to get the rest. Um, he said, you're worth it. You're worth it. I'm a graduate of Grandview Christian Academy two decades ago. And the one thing that I'm so proud of these kids is that they got it. They got that Grandview thing. It's not a high school thing. It's not a peer pressure thing. It's a lifetime thing. I've been so winning since I was 15 years old. I've seen over a thousand people saved, me, and myself. This trip, I saw 22. And I knew I had to hurry up and get my own people saved, led to the Lord, because these kids were motivated. And at the end of the day, I know these kids got it. That little nugget of truth that God can use anybody to do his will if you're willing.
0: Thank you, Miss Abellina. I just wanted to say a special thank you to the parents who allowed me to take your children. I brought them all back, <laughs> even though some of you told me not to. And uh, we had a great time. So thank you, parents, for allowing me to take them. Uh, thank you, Brother Chris, for taking pictures. Thank you, Miss Abellina. We only had two translators, Miss Abellina, who we brought with us, and one other young man that was at the compound. Um, and so Miss Abellina was invaluable. Uh, to help us. I want to thank the teenagers. Uh, They put many, many hours of work. Uh, Six weeks before, we started a prayer meeting every week where they would come, and we would pray together for an hour. Uh, They started practicing songs, practicing uh, giving the gospel in Spanish. Uh, They had fasting times. By the way, their stories on their first time's fasting were pretty funny, and uh, some of them have never done that before, and so we I wanted to thank the teenagers for all their hard work. Uh, Something that just jumped out to me, uh, we were in a village, the one that you saw that Tulipan Indians who, when when I say they were in the middle of nowhere, that is an understatement. Uh, 67 miles uh, to get there, and it took us four hours. Uh, Four river crossings. Which is really nice when they say, you know, it's three and a half hours to the first river crossing. If we can cross, we'll cross. If we can't, we have to come back. Praise the Lord. (laughs) And uh, so literally we're in the middle of nowhere. And we get there. We get out of the car and we're thinking, man. And then there's a white guy there. I'm like, come to find out, it's a guy here from the United States uh, doing some humanitarian effort. And he was doing water filters and putting in water filters for them. And after that, we got into the van, and I'm with a Honduran man who speaks English, and and he says, people come to our country trying to help us with things we don't really need help with. People on those mountains have been drinking that water since hundreds and hundreds of years. That man was basically saying, we need Jesus. We need more churches. We need more people to come up and teach the Bible. Uh, I brought six Bibles with me uh, in Spanish, Spanish Bibles. I mean, I have one suitcase. Uh, By the way, I got inspected because I had six Bibles, six soccer balls, and four Mountain Dew Code Reds. Those were for me, okay? I didn't give those out every other day. Uh, Most of the people, uh, except for the pastor, they didn't have a Bible. Uh, One village, they have a, the man has a church in his house. He allows uh, the missionary, to have a church in his house. I went over to him with a translator, and I said, you know, is there someone here that could use a Bible? And he said yes, and so I handed him the Bible. I walked away, and then he, he grabbed, you know, me by the shoulder with the translator, and he told the translator, tell him that, ask him if I can have the Bible, because he said this Bible is better than the one I have. It was a $7 Amazon Bible. He said, can I keep this one and give mine to someone else and I thought I wish I had packed 30 of those things uh, the world needs Jesus that's what it needs world needs Jesus and that I, I think you'd be happy to know that for eight days the young people and adults of your church did their best to share Jesus with as many people as we could in the country of Honduras would you give all the people a hand pastor
15: Needless to say, I, I will not have time for a sermon, but I want to just share a few thoughts here. Uh, we have missionaries um, with us here, uh, the Boltons, and Brother Bolton and his wife, uh, Daryl and Joni, they travel around um, helping missionaries have medical furloughs or a furlough to see their children graduate Bible college or get married in the States. And many of the missionaries don't have anyone to take their work, so they miss out on all those events. But they have a ministry. He retired as a major from the military, and then using his retirement, and a few churches that help sponsor, we're one of them. And he's able to go and minister all over many different countries, helping missionaries have a little bit of time off, whether it's a few weeks or a few months, and then they'll go to another destination and just travel on like that. Um, They also, Joni wrote a book that's available that's in the foyer, and for any donation, uh, they will give that to an individual. They only have about 20, so uh, I trust that you'll use that wisely. Um, I'm going to let him talk tonight. I was going to let him talk this morning. Let me just share a verse and I'm going to talk maybe five, six, seven minutes. Write that down because that's a miracle. <laughs> if, if, if I can do what I just said, that's, that's going to be a miracle. In John chapter 4, verse 35 through 38, the Bible says, Say not ye, there are yet four months and then cometh harvest. Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes and look on the fields. For they are white already to harvest. And I'll stop right there with verse 35. All over this world, there are people that want to know their creator. Now I know we live in America and we we hear how so many people are atheists. Let me tell you, you have to go to public school or university to be atheists. Because there are no such thing in foreign countries. They live in nature. They see God's hand every single day of their lives. But they don't know the Creator. And they want to. The fields are white already to harvest. It's not like in America if you share the gospel and someone says, that's, that's interesting, I've not heard that before. Uh, that really makes sense. Let me think about that a while. I want to ponder that and then, and then maybe later they'll make a decision. When you share how they can know the Creator, the God of the universe, and that that God loved them so much that he came and died on a cross for their sin. Now, they might not know the word sin, but they know the concept of failure and wrong, and they know every one of them has done that many, many times. And they know the guilt of sin. The Bible says the Holy Spirit will judge the world of sin of judgment And so everyone knows that. They're sinners in the eyes of God. Even if they don't understand the terminology, they feel the guilt. And when they hear that God's Son loved them so much that they took their sins on Himself and died for us. So that we could go with the Creator, God the Father, forever and ever and ever. It's always... I want it. Tell me. I I want Jesus. I want Jesus. They don't have to ponder about Jesus. They want Jesus. I've been to India and, you know, about two weeks saw 2,500 people saved. 500 stood up in one service, trusting Christ as their Savior. I've been to the Philippines with a, a crew from our church many years ago. We, we were there 17 days. We saw 8,500 people saved. Because in the Philippines, they will shut down their school, call an assembly, and let you preach to 2,500 people. Nowhere in America will you get that happen. But you can overseas. I was in uh, Zambia we would just pull up on a dirt road and here's a path and there's a school. You walk up to it and say, we're from America and we were going to talk about Jesus. And the principal says, wonderful. And he calls all the teachers together and says, these are some wonderful people from America to tell us about Jesus. And we want them to go tell all the children And the principal says, will you tell me and the teachers first? I say, yes, I shared the gospel. Every one of them got saved. Every one of them. And their number one request, is there any way that we could get a Bible? None of us have ever owned a Bible. We've never held one in our hands. And the missionary said, next week I'll come back and see that every teacher And principal gets a Bible, and all the children get a New Testament. They were like, whoa. They thought it was Christmas. And after we shared the gospel, he said, can you come back second shift? We said, what's that? He said, well, we have 400 that come from 8 to 12. Then we have 400 that come from 12 to 4. Second shift school. And of course, we said yes, had lunch, came back, got to lead others to Christ. The fields are white already to harvest. What Jesus says is true. And it's available for us to reach people for him. Somebody's hearing aids popping off or a telephone. That's okay. It's not mine. I don't have them in. I don't have any, but I am getting tested later this year. Let me mention that our giving is what allows others to go. This mission trip cost about $60,000. Our church paid about $25,000. These kids and their families paid the rest of it. Just to go on a mission field. We try to pay about a third of every teenager's cost and expense to go to the mission field because we think it's life transforming. And think what we could do if every one of us would give as little as five extra dollars a week, how that would add up. So that next year we could do more for teenagers and we could take more teenagers to a foreign field and have their lives transformed forever. I want to challenge every one of us. You may not be able to go to Honduras or India or some of the different places, Ghana and Philippines and Thailand and Peru and Israel and other places, but let me tell you, you could give so that someone else could go and it could change their life forever. If we're going to have missionaries in the next generation... We've got to get teenagers on the mission field so God can do something in their heart. And so let me challenge you to be a help uh, by giving more to missions and let that always be something uh, that's high on our list as believers to support worldwide missions. And may I say here at Grandview Baptist Church, we, we don't support your ordinary run-of-the-mill missionaries that write back about how their family's doing well and their dog's healthy. We, we support missionaries that tell us about souls being saved, lives being changed, people being discipled, churches getting started, uh, new people coming to their Bible Institute, uh, ordaining new preachers to go out and pastor national churches. We pastor some of the best missionaries. Uh, We support some of the best missionaries in the whole world. One of them, uh, we never hardly read their report because it's so amazing you wouldn't believe it. Last year they averaged baptizing 3,000 people a month. A month. Their baptistry is like two swimming pools. But wait a minute, they're in, they're in Mexico City, a city of 33 million people. They run 7,000 people. The pastor says if they had 15,000 seat auditorium, they'd fill it up every service. They fill that service, uh, that building up, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, and they have 5,000 teenagers next door in a warehouse. There's works around this world nobody knows about, but are literally reaching tens of thousands of people to Christ every single month. Those are ones we support. So let me say, when you're giving to missions, we're going to make sure that that missionary dollar reaps the highest dividend by seeing more people won to Christ. That's what it's all about. We're not here to fill up a building. We're here to fill up heaven. Amen. Amen. And in my Father's house are many mansions. And we want everyone on earth to have an opportunity to go to one. Everyone will not get saved, but everyone should hear the truth at least one time in their life. And so let me encourage you as a church to be uh, committed to reaching others for the cause of Christ. Let's bow our heads for a word of prayer at this time. If someone's watching online or happens to be here in the service and you've never trusted the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior and you have no confidence that heaven is your eternal home, may I remind you that Christ came and he died for us and he bore our sin so that you might have an opportunity to receive him as your Savior, enjoy forgiveness forever. The Bible says the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sin. Your faith in Christ is what allows Christ to save you. You don't save yourself. He saves us. But if you've never invited Christ, you could pray something very simple. Nothing magic about a prayer. It's an open heart Jesus is looking for. But you could word it something like this. Dear Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. And I ask you to save me. Come into my heart. Forgive me of all of my sins. I trust you, Jesus, and only you to take me to heaven when I die. I do not deserve it, but I thank you for salvation by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. Whether you're online or here in person, if you've prayed that prayer and trusted Christ is your personal Savior, as I heard a few months ago, you're just as saved as Billy Graham. Because we all come to Christ the same way, by faith. Trusting Him, realizing we are sinners, we don't deserve it. But if Christ is offering it, and we can receive it, and we can, then by faith we do. That is happening all over the world and people are hungry for the gospel. As a church, let's do our part to reach everyone we can in Oregon, but everyone we can around the world so that heaven can be full of people we'll never meet till heaven's shore. But I guarantee you, because of your giving, you are going to be confronted in heaven by people you've never met But somehow God's going to give them the knowledge that you gave. And some of you have given for many, many, many years. And they're going to thank you. Because you gave, somebody came and told them about Jesus. And that's why they're in heaven. And so I want to just say thank you before you get to heaven. For all that you do for the cause of Christ. We're gonna watch a next video and then we are going to dismiss. Uh, I don't think I spoke for six minutes, but less than 10 anyway. So let's watch this.
11: Good morning and welcome to our service. We hope this morning's sermon from Pastor Mutchler, as well as the Honduras trip recap, was a blessing to you. Join us tonight at 5 for the Lord's Supper and for the continuation of our verse-by-verse series in the book of
3: Nehemiah
11: by Pastor Justin Lehman.
3: Families,
2: don't miss the Lord's
3: Army Vacation Bible School. It will be Monday through Wednesday, July 11th through 13th from 6 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. You can sign up your children at the welcome desk or online at
2: grandviewcares.com forward slash register.
13: There will be a very important meeting
2: following the evening service for any VBS volunteers and workers. Please make plans to join us for this time of special instruction as we work together to make our Vacation Bible School a success.
14: Primetime with Pastor will be held Tuesday, July 19th here at Grandview in the Abundant Life Classroom. The cost is only $10 per person and you can sign up today at the welcome desk to attend.
8: We want to help lead you on a journey of a strong relationship with Christ. And we believe a great way to facilitate this is our starting point class for all people new to our church or for those who want to serve the Lord in a bigger way. We will meet on Sunday, July 17th after the morning service for about two hours and we'll enjoy a meal together. During this special time, you will learn how to strengthen your relationship with the Lord, get connected to other people, and find an area to serve.
11: Our summer children's program will be putting on a musical play entitled All About the Call on Sunday, July 24th at 5 p.m. Get your kids involved this summer as we work to bring fun, Bible truths, and
14: singing together for all ages. If this is your first or second time here, we want to answer your questions and get to know you. Please fill out the Connect card in the pew in front of you and bring it to guest services as you exit the auditorium. We'd love to meet you and you'll receive a gift card. Have a great afternoon and we'll see you tonight at 5.
15: Let me mention there is no deacons meeting tonight, that is next Sunday night. God bless you, you are dismissed.